What's going on? This is Rock Calix. Welcome to the podcast with Red Dog. I'm in fashion, roll with cold passion. Welcome to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Winch Ring, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But by now, you know, this is like something like 200 episodes in. You guys should just be saying it with me, right? Just say, I am your Sherpa, because that's literally what I am. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And who's entering the ring today? You can find this man at work rate. You can find this man at ACW, 1CW, Hard Knocks, DCW, and MCW. He is the hybrid monster, Brock. Alex, what's going on, big red dog? Good Yo, what's up, man? I'm hyped to have you on the show. <laughs> always good to see you. Always good to hear your voice. Come on, man. Come <laughs> so on. it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy because we actually crossed paths back in like 2020, and uh, you you had been working at ACW. It was the first time that I had been at an indie show, so it was like very to me. I was very eye open, and I was just like, I have. No idea what's going on. Yeah. So I- <laughs> that, oh God, that show. Um, yeah, that was the, you know, Beast Man. Um, I ended up working him. I don't know if you remember, and I ended up getting injured in that match, and I kind of, I was very frustrated, and I let him down as far as myself and uh, the fans, obviously. And um, it was kind of a like a little short short arm clothesline. I kind of really didn't go as well and um it just it was an unfortunate event and i kind of the match started off amazing um you know he was an awesome baby face still is i believe and um you know it was just we had great from literally from the bell well and uh, probably towards the very end before we were taking it home and um something just kind of happened with my shoulder and um, I kind of felt like the same feeling as, you know, when you got in football, when you dislocated your shoulder or stinger. And I just knew something wasn't right. Um, and I just, we had to take it home um, quicker than expected. So, but yeah, I, it's, it was a great show. Um, James is great, of course. I've known James for a while. Um, and it was awesome because it was in Cambridge, Maryland, which is like, not many indie shows are there, period. And, um, you know, it's pretty close to me as well. So it was a really, really cool venue. I thought it was. but Yeah, it was right next to the v- VFW. Uh, it was in a VFW. It was really cool to just, like, be attached to it. It was, like, the first time that I got to see, like, yeah. how, the how like, the, the indie world, like, got worked. And I was just – I just remember being, like, just overwhelmed. And, like, I had – I stayed, like, right next to Sicken because I was, like – I don't know what I'm doing, bro. And he's like, yeah. nah, you're you're going to work security. Stay right here and do this and do that. And then it would be like a year later, like I would find myself in a match with Beastman. And oh, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. This is... <laughs> so it was cool. It was a lot of fun. And I, I, I didn't I, – uh, it, it was weird to like be able to, to meet people. And then like we ended up running into, running into each other like a couple more times after that. And I was like, Dude, and I saw you at 1CW, and I was like, hey, man, we're gonna, we gotta bring you on the podcast and we gotta have these conversations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, um, 
Dude, both the Shans, I mean, I got to give a shout out to both of them for just giving me a chance and opportunity. I mean, from day one, um, I joined uh, Sean Hardy, that is, at 1CW back in 2014. I uh, started training um, pretty frequently. And, um, you know, we kind of, they kind of had like a business um, kind of freeze, whatever, in a break. So, um, but when Carlson came in uh, in 2018, I believe, um, you know, he's given me a shot ever since. And I just have to, Speaking of 1CW, I have to give them a shout out, you know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, it's funny how, like, like you say, like you see one person in another state and then all of a sudden you see them in another one. And then it seems like 1CW kind of, you eventually reconnect with those people, you know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, I definitely understand. Cause like, I know like, uh, I've traveled like different places now, like, it's been weird, man, because, like, 2020, like, I didn't imagine, like, anything I was doing. I think I worked, like, four matches all of 2020. Yeah. And obviously, with, like, the shutdown and everything, like, it kind of slowed everything down. But I didn't really even make my my full, like, I guess, in-ring debut until, like, October. And that was, you know, I got injured and stuff like that. Okay. And uh, took some time to get into it. But then it was weird. Like, I did four matches and I was done. And then I remember, like, not having another match until, like, May of 2017 or 2021. Uh, it was, like, May 17th or something like that. Yeah. And it was it was eye-opening because I was like, oh, snap. Like, now I'm actually starting to to work. And, I, and it was weird. Like, I was all proud of myself because I had, like, 17 matches. And I was like, yeah, 17. Yeah. And so far this year, I was like. Why was I so happy? I was like, I worked 17 matches before July. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's just like anything, anything repetitive. I mean, anything you do, I mean, cooking or, you know, changing your car's oil or anything, the more repetitive you do, the better you're going to get. So, um, you know, that's just, that comes with it. So, who... What um, company were you with, or when you started back in 2021? So actually, when I started, when I started initially, my first match that I started with was actually C3W. It was okay. pretty cool. I uh, uh, that's what Richie and K- uh, uh, Casino, you know, they're the ones that run that whole promotion. So I got in with them. They're the ones who gave me my first break. And then uh, I worked with SCWA. Um, and when I worked with SCWA out uh, of West Virginia, like. Uh, I came back and I feel like I think I had one match before that in like May of 2021. And then SCWA was like, Hey, we had this open spot. You want to come fill it? And I was like, yeah, who am I working? They're like beast, man. I was like, Oh, that <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yeah. I just ran in head first into it. And then like, uh, and then right after that, it just, everything started kind of falling into place. Like I was working with like Michael Zemidio, which is really cool. Uh, Joshua Kavad. Uh, which was awesome. That was an awesome experience. And so like just from there it's kinda of trickled on. I um it's a shame because I was gonna say um one of definitely one of the best places I've ever worked. Um it's a shame he's not running anymore because he's doing his own thing now is work rate dude. Oh my god. Dude, Kakoa um what a I mean from literally start to finish his his show was just absolutely amazing. You, I mean, he made you feel like a king. 
um, in the locker room and no matter where you were on the card. And uh, and um, I just, of course, literally the weekend after his show is when the COVID, COVID shutdown happened. And he never ran a show after that. And he did his own, you know, he's doing his own thing in Florida now. So, um, but I wish you could have gotten that experience to work with work rate, man. It's just, dude, I mean, even if you're in a, in a typical battle Royal, dude, it's like his, his whole, like from when you arrive to the, to the venue to like, when you leave, dude, it's like, it feels like you're on a whole nother level. It's just hard to explain. I don't know. But, yeah. Kakoa's like one of those guys too. Like I definitely like enjoy being around his energy. Oh, like yeah. I talked to him, like I've had him on the podcast and then like, I like sometimes like I'll just reach out to him just randomly and just, you know, shout out to him and just like talk to him. He's definitely got like so much knowledge that like, oh, good. I don't think, I don't think people really like appreciate and understand like how much this dude like gives back to the, to the business and like helps like grow other people like to to be at a level honest about you know if he doesn't see something that you do that he doesn't like he tells you he doesn't mean to be a dick about it it's just he's honest he's trying to make everybody better he's not trying to make himself better he's trying to make everybody better so and you know in the seminar i just did with him i could kind of see that you know just being there that short period of time he's I mean, his main goal, he was like, my main goal out of this whole seminar is just to make everybody better. And you can just feel it, you know what I mean? So, yeah, work rate was great, dude. Um, it's a shame that he's, uh, you know, not running not running shows. Um, but I can't can't hate him for that. <laughs> no, he's loving life in Florida, too. Like, he's he's doing good things down there as well, like. I, I I've been peeping and watching him, and then seeing him like pop up on AEW Dark, which was phenomenal. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. let's let's ask some questions about you though, because like really, like this this whole thing's about you. So who is who is Brock Calix? So um, I when I first when I first started into the business, um, my name was Mongo, and I kind of got that from my old workout buddy. Um, he kind of just randomly one day in the gym, he was started calling me Mongo. Why? I have no idea. Um, a lot of people get it confused with the blazing saddles character. I, I've never even seen the movie. Um, so I have no idea. Um, so I kind of, I kind of went with that when I first started and it, you know, it's kind of like a very dominant name. Um, so I kind of went with that. Um, I try to, keep my character um you know in a mixture of a couple of like styles um i have tried becoming a baby face i cannot do it um heel is my strength why i have no idea um because i'm like the nicest person on the outside and um i just a baby face is very tough to do and you know that as well um it's very tough and um you know, of course, growing up, you know, as well as I do, um, you love, we love the heels and, um, well, at least I do, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, so mainly, um, 
to answer your question, I wanted to bring a character that was very dominant, um, you know, showed, you know, how hard I work, not only just who I work in the gym, but, you know, try to establish a, a dominant character. Um, you know, it, it's, I'm just kind of like, kind of like being myself as far if, if, if I was in the gym, um, I kind of, I turn into a different person. Um, when I go to the gym, um, it's like, I, I turn into like, I make it like a movie, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, um, and that's just to make myself better as far as my appearance and also, you know, my, my strength goals and, you know, just the way I look and stuff. Um, so I just, I, my character is, I want to show everybody that, um, you know, that it's not just about working out and, you know, it's also about being able to move for a big man as well. So, and, um, you know, I want to bring out the, the moonsault, but some people won't let me do it, but <laughs> it's kind of defeating the, the purpose of a big man, but you know, it's whatever. Um, I try to stay mobile and very active in the gym. Um, not just lifting weights. I do a lot of like plyometrics, um, a lot of, uh, calisthenics as well. Um, I don't just lift heavy weights. So, um, I want to be like a multi skill um, character in the ring as well. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but pretty much, I mean, honestly, I do it because, um, you know, I just love, love the business and, um, it's a, it's obviously for you. I'm sure it's a huge stress reliever. Um, yes. the, the adrenaline rush is just you get nothing else like it. Um, it's addicted. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, even though I'm a heel, I still see some, I make some kids smile and that's awesome. So. <laughs> you, so you you bring up like a couple good points, right? And it's something, it's like, you get this like massive adrenaline, adrenaline rush, like right when you hit the curtain and you pop through. And it's not, it's, it's a feeling that I've, I've had one other time. Uh, and it's, it's something I'm very grateful for that I can actually still build up that, that adrenaline and get that like, super high because like uh you know when i was like getting ready to go overseas and stuff like that and and get to iraq like it's one of those things that like you're already at a heightened scent and then when you come back like just nothing really matches up to it. you're just kind of like in this like low playing field and you're just kind of like on the same wave wavelength so it's funny when i get into the when i pop out the curtain i hear like the crowdy like pop for me or they boo me you know depending on where we're at uh I get that same rush and I'm just like, yo, this is like, this is what I've been looking for. And this is what I enjoy. And like, then you like hit a big move and then the crowd explodes and I just get like, <laughs> just get re-energized. But it is, it is very like, it's very crazy because you have to stay controlled like in the whole entire environment. Cause like you can't get lost in the sauce. Like if you get lost in like the crowd, like you just forget everything <laughs> and you just go crazy. You just go dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Things happen very so quickly. Um, that very simple to flip up and make a mistake um that clock you know especially like a five to eight minute match it goes by like it seems like it's like 30 seconds right yes so yes and going back to the adrenaline thing i mean so growing up my dad hated wrestling okay i mean despised it and even to this day despises it his Mom and dad, my grandparents were the ones that actually introduced me to the business. 
you know, we what they would always have on WCW and Saturday night and blah, blah, blah. And when he found out, I started training for, for, you know, wrestling. Um, he was not a happy camper. Um, so growing up as well, my mom and, you know, stepdad, they loved it, you know, and, you know, through the attitude era and stuff. And, um, so every time, like going back to the curtain, um, you know, I always think about, you know, my parents and my grandparents and, you know, it's, it's weird because it's like, cause they were there, like, even though one doesn't like it and a lot of them other, you know, didn't mind, um, they were there when I, you know, first saw the images of pro wrestling. And so I always think about them before I even enter that curtain. And it's, it seems to help me kind of calm down the adrenaline rush. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, you're, you know, just like when I compete powerlifting, your adrenaline is flowing a thousand miles per hour and you can very, you know, if you're not thinking, you know, completely through, you can literally make a mistake and hurt yourself. And the same thing with, you know, in the ring, you know, that other guy you're working with or whoever, or multiple guys, you know, you're there to be safe with them as well. You know, and they trust you and you trust them. So, you know, before going out into the curtain, you know, adrenaline's still, you know, flowing. And I try to calm that down, find ways to calm that down. Uh, but also staying excited, you know what I mean? So, um, if that makes any sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Because, like, it's one of those things. It's like, it's you know that everything's going to be, it's controlled chaos. Like, at the end of the day, you're like, you're, like, you're so hyper-focused and, right. like, you're trying to find like that balance, but then like as soon as you bust through, like you're like, all right, I gotta engage with the crowd, and then I'm just gonna go have some fun, and then I gotta get in the ring, and then you're trying to be safe, you know, you're and you're 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 talking through these matches, or you're like some people are like, We're just gonna go on a fly, man, just feel it out, like just do what you think is natural. And I'm like, I you know what, this is this is not gonna end well for anybody because I've only been in for like two years and someone's gonna get hit in the face by real and I'm gonna feel bad. So- <laughs> I, and I, and it, it's funny you say that because I hate talking, you know, on the fly. I rather choreograph, you know, my best, my best, in my opinion, my best match I ever works as far as um, psychology and chemistry with that worker was that work rate with Bruno. And the reason being is because we had about six to seven hours to go over our match. And let me tell you something, by the time we went through that curtain, we could have, done it blindfolded probably because we went over it so many times the spots and stuff and when it came to being out in the ring we didn't have to we didn't have to put that much effort in because we already knew what was knew what spots were we just had to make sure we played our part with the crowd so in my mind that you know from top to bottom entrance to exit that was by far my best match i've ever worked um, was with him because we just went over so many fluent times and I wish that can happen a lot more in the business. And I know things change and I know people, you know, are late or don't show up at all, but when you know, you're working that person and I don't know why this isn't established more. And maybe I'm just, I don't know what I'm talking about, but if you know, Sam, if I know I'm working you at the next show in the singles, why can't we, why, why can't, if we know who's going over and, you know, the promoter 
is says it's okay for this and that. Why can't we just go? Why can't we like create something really special? You know what I'm saying? If we have that opportunity, let's create something special. Why show up to the venue and only have 15 minutes before we go out to go over a, a 10 minute match? Yeah. Well, I don't understand that. Like, um, and like I said, I understand things happen. Ch- things change every five minutes. And in that business, you know, as well as I do, you've been in the same locker room as me. And that car has changed probably 40 times in seven to eight minutes. You know yeah. that. <laughs> but like, there's been times where I've know I've known who I'm working or had somewhat of an idea and we could have spent, you know, weeks or hours leading up, even just the day of the show. Like we could have, you know, we get to the venue early. Like we could have, we could go over, we could do something really cool, but instead, like we only get the opportunity. Sometimes you only have a half an hour to go over a 12 minute match. It's like, What? Like, I don't know. I just, that's just my opinion. Um, so when I had that opportunity with Bruno, um, dude, it was like the work was already done. Like we just had to like work the crowd. Right. Because It's it, funny for me. Cause like, I feel like uh, when I get put into positions, like, and it's, it's something, I guess it's relatively like it's new to me. Right. I, I kind of, I've talked about it before. I, I got, I get, I'm kind of caught in this world of like the old school versus like in the new school. So like, there's like all these people who want to like go through everything and like talk about every single part. Like I'm going to hit this, 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 and this, what kind of moves do you hit? Okay. We'll hit that there and this here, and then we'll do this, this, and this, and this. And then I've had other people who are like, here's what we do at the beginning. Here's what we're doing at the close. Yeah. We're going to figure everything else out there. <laughs> like, yeah, okay. but It's like, there's different styles. Like, uh, yeah, like, I mean, like, exactly. You're exactly right. Like, you just never know what you're going to get when you show up to some of these shows. It's like, <laughs> no, that's why I guess it's cool. It's cool. Like, it's cool. If that's, that's that, if that's how you want to work. And I guess that's where, like, I've kind of, like, learned to kind of just, like, let go. And I'm just like, all right, man, like, we're just going to go through yeah. and we're going to have some fun. Because, like, I love hearing because I, I have, like, a knack for being able to hear people. Even if it's, like, really, really loud, I can hear them, like, really clear in my ear. Yeah. And like, I'll hear somebody tell me, and they'll be like, uh, "Hit me with something." Like, bet I don't know when you hit Spinebuster. That's what we're going with. <laughs> People are like, "Why'd you hit me with Spinebuster?" I don't know, man. You just had hit you with something, so I just pulled yeah. this out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's that, that's a pretty good talent if you can hear hear stuff on the low like that. You know what I mean? It's pretty good. It is, it is, it is weird because I know I've heard, uh, and, and Sicken talks about it with me a lot too. And Sicken was like, um, one time we were, we were working, he goes, um, it was just the very faint, right? But it was just like one, two, and he's like, gun spot, boom, boom. And then like, here it came back, and all of a sudden I <laughs> bust out this gun spot, and he was just like, he's like, dude, I didn't think you heard me at all. <laughs> and I was like, no, I did. I was like, it was crazy. <laughs> I haven't seen him in forever, dude. It's been like maybe two years, maybe even longer. No, it was, yeah, the last time I seen him was at the ACW show. That was, he's forever ago. I'm going to make fun of him too because he, you know, is my trainer. And so I go out of my way just to like purposely make fun of him about everything. He gets mad at me, especially because like now that he's coming off of injury and stuff like that. And, you know, after tearing his tricep, he's like, uh, 
he's like, all right, well, I'm going to work. Uh, we're going to work this match at this place. And I'm going to go work this guy at that place and this place. And I'm like, don't hurt your tricep. And he's just like, shut up, Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So speaking like, you know, he had like a pretty bad bump that actually kind of took him out of action. I'm just kind of curious. What is the worst bump you've taken? Um, an actual bump, not a bad bump. Like I said, the only injury that I had is probably when I took when I took that clothesline from me, man. That was about it. Um, I'm just trying to think. Um, not really, man. I'm I'm just trying to. Th- Usually, I've been pretty good at like after a you know a back bump or any kind of slam or anything. No, it's just mainly my main my main injury that I had to actually you know, take it home real quick was that, was that shoulder in, that was about it. So that was weird, dude. It was like, it literally like, um, it like took the breath out of me. Like, I think the pain was just so overwhelming that I could barely even like breathe or talk. And I was trying to tell the ref, like, you know, like something's not right here. Like, and, um, we, he's, he's like, we got to take it home. I was like, yeah, I was like, my left arm, my left arm was like dangling. Right. You can actually see a picture that, um, Paul took of me when I was actually walking to the, to the back, my left shoulder, um, you can see my clavicle is actually kind of drooped down. And, um, I actually saw, uh, orthopedic guy. It was my AC joint that got, that got, um, it's not dislocated. It wasn't dislocated. But it was like, it was out of place. So what happens is there's cartilage that actually starts growing and replaces where, where it was before. So you can actually, to this day, you can actually still feel the cartilage that was, um, that has grown underneath. So, but other than that, as far, uh, bump wise, no, it just sucks that sometimes when you hit uneven and you know, it. yes, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. I <laughs> hate that feeling. Oh man. Especially because like, especially if someone takes a bump right before you, like if you're doing like a, uh, like a, I don't even know how this happened with me, but this happened on a vertical suplex. One person hit, and then I and then I hit, and like oh my god, that was the that was the oh, worst. So, yeah, so when you were when you were landing, the mat was probably coming up. Yeah, yep. and I was like, yep, oh. I was like that sucked a hundred percent, and yeah. uh, I was like, I remember I was just like, what happened? And he's like, I hit first. I was like, how did I not hit the same time? <laughs> like, yeah, it legitimately, I'm, I'm I'm tracking you. I don't know how you hit first. Oh my god! <laughs> I was not happy. I was like, I remember walking to the back and like I could feel like my lungs were vibrating, and I was like, "Yo, this is I hate this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I kind of have a bad luck with like with shoulders, like with wrestling. Like I remember training uh, for a few weeks. I was actually going up to CZW to train in the old uh, South Philly arena, and I remember uh, we were doing a drill, sunset flip over the top rope. You know, the guys ducking through the second rope. And, um, I remember, I think it was like Alex Cologne that was, that was actually doing the drill on. And like, this was like easily 10 years ago. And I remember doing the drill and I, I don't think I let go of the top rope. So my arm was all the way back here, but I was on the mat. <laughs> it was the same shoulder, dude. Like, damn, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, something about shoulders, man. I don't know, but nah, that's crazy though. So Let's talk about uh, some of this. You've been in since like 2014, like you said, and you've worked quite a long time. So 
Yep. What's one of the hardest lessons that you've had to learn, like while you've been in the business? Um, that pretty much every show you show up to work at, you're not on the card. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, you think that, you know, it's just like at a job, you know, you think that you're suited out for the role and that um, you think that you deserve a spot on the card. And sometimes you just don't get that privilege. Um, you kind of have to bite your tongue on that and kind of take it as a lesson learned. Um, but other than that, I mean, and obviously of course, you know, the politics and stuff, you know, the, the childishness and the, in the locker room and stuff, which is just, I don't understand this very day. Um, um, you know, everybody likes to use the word brotherhood and it's not a brotherhood and some, promotions i guess you can say um i mean i mean we're all there for you know to have fun and just you know to um of course everybody has their reasons for why they do it and stuff but um i just do it for you know for fun adrenaline rush to stay in shape um and uh but yeah i mean just to answer your question uh one of the lessons learned is just that you know there's always somebody better than you or that deserves a spot. Um, and you kind of have to understand that if that makes any sense. Um, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, of course you want to, you, you know, everybody takes self, um, self pride in their, in themselves and, um, as you should. And so your confidence has to stay high and then when it kind of gets shut down, you kind of have to know how to handle that, if that makes any sense. So, but yeah, that's pretty much it though. I mean, I just keep my mouth shut and do what I got to do. You know what I mean? So just like, I that. feel like I was like, I feel like I hear that a lot, especially for me. It's like the, the ears, you know, ears open, eyes open, mouth shut. And just kind of like shut up and just follow along. And I and I, I take that to pride because I'm like, yo, like you're going to talk to me about a whole bunch of stuff and I'm going to have answers, but I'm not going to usually talk about it unless someone's like, you know, what do you think or what do you want to do or how do you feel about this? Otherwise, normally I'm just like, mm, I got nothing to say. I'm just listening to everybody and I'm just observing as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, I'm not a I'm not a professional um so i definitely don't open my mouth when i'm not supposed to you know what i mean so um yeah i mean it's especially when you're in a seminar you just shut the hell up you know what i mean <laughs> so um yeah koa does a great seminar also uh, bob evans um great guy i did a seminar with him and uh back in 2019 i think and I'll never forget that day. It was at a one CW show. It was, um, it was a you know pre-show, obviously, and it was during the winter time. It was in February, and the venue we were at. I don't think he ever went to that one. It was the old. Um, it was in Seaford, Delaware, mm. and it was in the old uh, Christian Academy um, school. But anyways, they didn't have any heat working, and it was like one of those February days where it was like definitely in the low twenties. And I remember where we were doing the seminar and we were in sweatshirts and it was like, we were just outside, dude. It was like, it was freezing cold. So like taking 
any kind of bumper like hitting the rope was like hitting like ice. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. And then it's just you know, you get the body heat flowing and eventually it gets warm and you just get your body temperature up. But um but yeah, man, it's um you miss all kind you miss all kinds of stuff when once you done you first started coming back, man. It was the now you missed the now era. Um do you remember seeing that? No, I, I, I was not a part of that. <laughs> yeah, it's weird so that, how, I was going to say, like, for me, 1CW, my debut at 1CW was November of 2021. Okay. With the, with the Royal Rumble that they yeah. had. Yeah, so Carl, Carlson started uh, Now Era, if you didn't know. Mm, I did not. Yeah. yeah, he started that and he ended it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we... um. Um, we had some pretty good times at that old, the old venue, the, and the one in Seaford, man, it was like, we had some great, some great shows. We actually, in December of 20, no, sorry, December of 2019, um, is when we had Jeff Jarrett come and had to have a, um, seminar. It wasn't in ring seminar. It was kind of like a, um, a sit down, like marketing kind of seminar thing. And, um, he just did a spot, uh, later that night in the show and, um, that's when you know that like one CW was coming pretty big, man. Like, so, um, yeah, that was a great, it was a great experience with him as well. So picking his brain about things. So but, yeah, man. I like that. That's cool though. And I know like they, they always bring in fly guys. that want to like have a seminar and, yeah. and talk to you. It is, it's cool. Like being a part of one CW. Cause like the one thing I do appreciate is that you're in the locker room with everybody and you legit, it's a who's who's list and you can ask, all the questions that you want to anybody. And usually you're going to get the answers that you're looking for. Right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's always, a, I'm sure your experience there, it's always a pretty well ran, you know, run show and, you know, it's, um, never really any drama, which is good. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, not like we don't have enough drama in our everyday lives. You know what I mean? It happens, man. It's crazy. I know. But uh, speaking of like, you know, speaking of being young in this in this game and like learning things, like what kind of uh, what kind of advice would you give to like up and coming wrestlers? Um, well, it's it, depending on the character, but I mean, even if you're a lucha libre guy, I mean, it's all about staying in shape, um, and staying con- it's being consistent with, you know, with working out. You know, I get. Um, all kinds of people, you know, not just wrestlers, but people in the gym and, you know, people at work, even how do you stay, how do you grow your arms or how do you keep your shoulders or arms like this size? Well, it's simple. It's not steroids because I don't do steroids. It's called consistency in the gym. That means working a 12, 15 hour day and having the natural willpower to get into the car and go to the gym or go work out wherever you work out at and not saying, Oh, you know what? I am tired. I work 12 hours. I'm just going to go home and do whatever. It's having that natural for me. And I'm sure everybody's different. It's not easy. You know, there's days I work 16 hours, you know, at the hospital where I'm constantly on my feet. I only get to sit down for lunch. And sometimes that doesn't even happen. And, you know, before my shift is about the end, you know, I already have a goal you know, before I even woke up was to work out that night. And 
so my advice is is no matter what the situation is or your work work schedule or things that happen in life you got to make time for it and be consistent with it that doesn't mean working out two days a week um and then the next week you take off and then come back the following week you gotta have a plan you go a, a training split the internet nowadays dude you can find anything i'm i've been working out since i was 11 12 years old dude and I still, to this very day, I still go online to, to get advice from old bodybuilders, their training splits, their training programs. I want to do a leg workout, but I don't want to do the same workout. I'm going to Google um, a leg workout that I want to switch up. There's The technology is so strong now where there should be no excuses. Um, but to stay consistent in the gym... Um, or, you know, just keep overall just healthy wise. Um, and going back to what we said, um, advice is to when you go to these shows or if you're new or even in the business for 10, 20 years, just to always are ears open, eyes are open, no matter how much you know or how much knowledge you have. There's always somebody, always somebody that knows more than you. Always. Always. And any kind of doctor would tell you that. Um, so, yeah, as far as in advice wise, I mean, it's going back to what Coco says in the seminar. The character, you know, be a character that is you. Like, you shouldn't have to try, try super hard or go above and beyond to be who you are in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Like, relate your everyday life to your in-ring character, you know, use your, use your uh, real life problems to fuel your in-ring character pretty much. But just be you. Um, even if, you know, baby face heel, just figure out a way to just be you. And it's so much easier. You know what I mean? So that's why I would like, when I go out, um, my, my whole, um, thing that I need to work on is first of all, slowing the hell down because I just, I go too fast. I know I do. Um, and working, just working the crowd a little bit better and more as well. Um, I need to do a better job at that. It, nobody's perfect. We're only humans. We're not robots. So um, that's pretty much my three pointers of advice is to stay consistent with working out and, you know, keeping a somewhat uh, presentable body because we are in the show business. Um, unless you're like beast man, where it just fits your character. You know what I mean? <laughs> but he does work out. He tries. I'll give him that. Um, well, I think but, at one time was he, he's, he was close to like 500 pounds and now he's down to like, I think he's like 350, yeah. 360. Like, yeah. Man, he's so work. He, I mean, he works out hard, but his character, it it can it's it's fine. It works. You know what I'm saying. So it's a beast. <laughs> right, right. You know, I mean, yeah. You know what I'm saying. Like, but um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, um, definitely the most important one is just always listen to somebody that's has more knowledge than you, man. Simple as that. I mean, I'm. I mean, right now, like I just like last week, I started X-ray school. And like, I've been trying to get into x-ray school for close going on three years now. It's a very tough program to get into. 
And um, once I'm finally in, I accomplish that goal. Dude, when an instructor is teaching, I am, I'm listening to every word, every adjective, every verb she's saying. Um, I'm not interrupting her. I don't think I know anymore because I don't. You know, I'm there to learn and I'm there to, um, you know, to get my degree in that, that field and to move on with my specialty. Um, so, you know, just listen. <laughs> just listen. I like it. So, well, it's not too hard, right? It, no, not at all. And that's, it's, it's the great thing because in the world of wrestling, we're always in a lot of different locker rooms. So last thing I need from you is one do and one don't of the locker room. <laughs> one do. Hmm. Don't, uh, don't shit in somebody's bag like Randy Orton. Now. <laughs> <laughs> that, I feel, you know, it's so nasty because the fact that that happened and yeah. happened like in other, in, in other places, I'm like, that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Um, one do is I'd say, well, definitely introduce yourself and just be respectful to everybody. Um, introduce yourself to everybody that you come in contact with or even see, even if they're in the middle of a conversation, just introduce yourself. Um, you know, keep that, that level of respect, um, in the locker room and just be you, man. You know, don't, don't put on any front and just, just be you. Um, and don't is, Kind of going back to what I said, just, you know, don't open your mouth when you don't think it needs to be open. <laughs> um, I would say don't don't question the promoter um, about anything. Um, you know, he's there, you know, for, you know, everybody. There's, he's there for a lot of people than just you, you know what I'm saying? So um, he's got a lot on his plate. He's got... You got to deal with, you know, a 12 match or 15 match card and he's got to make sure this guy gets paid and that guy gets paid. So, you know, you got to have to understand that, you know, your role is your role there. You know what I'm saying? What's up, man? And, um, you know, you just do what the promoter tells you to. So simple as that. Like it. So those are like all really like my heavy hitting questions, but we do have the second best segment of the three count podcast. You're probably trying to figure out what the first is. It's the red dogs power rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the three count podcast, 10 count questions. And Mr. Brock, this is how it's going to work. I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And okay. uh, whatever's your answer, that's your answer. Let's do it. So we're going to put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. <gasps> Bing! And in the words of Mike Goldberg, here we go. SmackDown or Raw? Raw. Favorite movie? Terminator 2. Duh. Let's go. Judgment Day? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sonic or Mario? Uh, Mario. Favorite cartoon? Mm, Rocco's Modern Life. Let's go. My favorite <laughs> episode, I'm not going to front when it had the censor bars. 
That was such a great show. Or, be- or Beavis and Butthead. That's, that never gets old either. Yes. Actually, I'm so hyped because I'm going to go watch uh, Beavis and Butthead Duty Universe, and I'm like Dude, ecstatic about that. that it's great. Uh, they're saying it's great. Everybody keeps showing me the clip about the white privilege, and I think that's like one of the greatest things I've ever seen like in cinema. I don't care what people got to say. <laughs> like, it's so dumb. It's so great. Um, deadlift or squats? Oh, deadlifts. <laughs> Favorite breed of dog? Mm, that's a tough one. Golden Retriever and Golden Doodle, Big Will. <laughs> <laughs> PlayStation or Xbox? Oh, PlayStation, dude. Xbox, to make controllers. <laughs> Favorite? Favorite podcast. <laughs> Red Dog, duh. Right? It's not like Come we have on, a, man. it's not like we have it marketed everywhere around here. <laughs> yeah. Is that even a serious question? Should be. <laughs> uh so nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Hmm. Um let's see. I'm just trying to think of an actual how about you know what I who I like to see? I like to see black G's. Yes, one hundred percent. I'm all about this life. Jesus, my Jesus, my boy, man. <laughs> and then last but not least, my favorite question that asked every single person who comes on this podcast: favorite curse word. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I tell people that all the time. I'm like, like, there's any other curse word to use like in this time? Like, it's amazing. Yeah, for everything. Yeah, dirty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. Well, those are all my questions. So the last thing I do have for you is to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Hybrid Monster eighty seven, and of course Facebook which I don't really mess with a whole lot. So Instagram is definitely, I do not have a Twitter. I don't mess with Twitter. So pretty much just Instagram. That, and uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. So he gave you all his handles. He told you where you can find him. And like every great wrestling match, we got to take this home because this is the three count podcast presents now entering and I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling but like every good Sherpa it's never about me it's about who's entering and who's entering he's right there Brock Calix you guys know what to do tune in to the next episode and be there or Listen, you're on all of our social media platforms. Well, it's right down here, okay? You're subscribing, you're following, you're liking, you're commenting. You're even going over to our merch store on ProWrestlingTees.com, four sides to three count podcast, and buying our merch. Or you're just really waiting for this episode to end. You're waiting for the outro. And then you're choosing another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want you to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the Three Count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn the notifications, leave a comment. 
we want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.